You're listening to the Running Around Charlotte podcast, presented by the Milbon Health Charlotte Marathon. One day, five events, and a race day distance for every goal and pace. Find out more or register at runcharlotte.com. This week's episode is brought to you by Pinnacle Financial Partners and Bedgear, the official pillow partner of the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon. And here are your hosts for the Running Around Charlotte podcast, Tim Rhodes and DC Lucchese. So we always hear that age slows us down. Well, depends on who you ask. But our next guest on the Running Around Charlotte podcast defies that very idea. Well, I guess heck in theory and in real life. Donnie Forsyth is one of the top masters triathletes in the country, winning his age group at races all over the country with his team, Triple Threat Racing. Heck, in December, he competed in the Xterra World Championships, and I, I don't see that guy slowing down anytime soon. Anyways, it's a good thing that he owns a running shoe store, that's for sure, because that guy wears out some rubber, I'm sure. Yes, Donnie is one of the guys you may recognize his name as one of the owners of Charlotte Running Company. Five stores around the area, and... They've just been named one of the 2021 best running stores in the country at the running event down there in Austin, Texas. Yeehaw! He's here now to tell us all about how a guy with a master's degree in park and rec management landed his first job in pharmaceuticals, only to transition to owning one of the best running stores in the country. Donnie Forsyth, welcome to the Running Around Charlotte podcast show, man. Hey, great to be here, D.C., brother i appreciate you taking the time man like i said tim is out on assignment today doing some homework or something like that <laughs> i'm happy i'm thrilled that you're here man dude i haven't talked to you like we said before the show got going haven't seen you in real life since almost a year at the summer track series there and you have cut a lot of grass literally and figuratively since then man what has been going on since then fella uh well you know just uh trying to keep those customers coming through the door um Personally, trying to keep fit to keep up with my kids and chase them around at all their activities and then stay as involved in the running community as possible. Just trying to balance all that. And then on top of that, you know, I'm married and my wife runs our start to finish event management business. So we that we're kind of intertwined in a lot of different ways. Yeah, I know, man. Right. Small world. Ain't it? And, and, you know, full disclosure, Donnie and I are Memphis guys from way back, man. So and I remember yes. meeting you. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think you had been in town terribly long. And I remember meeting you in the Dern locker room at the aquatic center. And I was like, Memphis, no way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, was it at the Harris Y or something? You were, uh, were your kids taking swim lessons or something? Yeah. Heck, I don't remember. I, I, I just Maybe remember it was, <laughs> I just remember <laughs> it was in the locker room at the pool. It may have been the Y. It may have been the aquatic center. It was something like that, but it's yeah, been a yeah. minute, man. It has You're been right. a minute for real. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with Donnie and the show or and Donnie and the stores, how did you end up in Memphis and how did you get into the running trade? Yeah, that's uh, so I I grew up in Kansas. Um, and, and coincidentally, I was back there last weekend uh, hanging out with my younger brother and my two uh, best buddies growing up. But uh, oh, right on. Grew up in Kansas. Um, went away to college for a year and wrestled in college and then. Uh, needed knee surgery again. And I think I was done with wrestling and tired of being cold in Minnesota. Came back to Kansas, uh, went to college with my brother down at uh, Emporia State University, a division two school in Emporia, Kansas. Um, finished up there. Uh, when I was at school there with my brother, my parents, uh, three of us were in college at the time. 
and my parents moved to Memphis. My dad worked for the Treasury Department, moved to Memphis. And then, you know, how it is when you get out of college, you kind of have to go hang out with your parents for a while because you don't have any money, or at least I didn't. So um, <laughs> I, I migrated south. I followed my brother, graduated a year before me from school. He went to Emporia State also. And mm -hmm. followed them down there. Um, got into the health and fitness industry for about 10 years. Uh, loved it down there. Um, time to get out of the fitness industry. I had a buddy of mine I rode bikes with who worked for a pharmaceutical company, and he kept uh, he kept bugging me about the Salesforce optimization they were having having uh, for a new drug they were launching. Anyway, I just totally changed careers and went that direction for ten years, and had the opportunity to move to North Carolina with that company uh, in the oncology division, and uh, just thought. You know, you're as you know, DC. You're pretty pretty landlocked there in Memphis. So, uh, at least getting further east, you got some mountains close. You can ride in the mountains, beautiful trails. You can get to the beaches in two and a half, three hours. Not the case in Memphis. And then just thought, our kids were young. If if we're ever going to move, let's do it now. So, we packed our bags in 2008, moved to Charlotte, and uh, got was in the pharmaceutical world here. And then kind of when the banks blew up in 2008, 9, 10, same with pharma industry, it was kind of the safe industry to be in, kind of like banking. And then all of a sudden it wasn't safe. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, my like three things kind of synergistically happened in my division and they, they laid off 60% of the force. And um, they offered to backfill me, but the places to move were, not that attractive. So um, I thought maybe I can transition out of this industry, but how can I do that? And that's where uh, Scott came into play. Uh, Dvorak, who, as you well know, started Charlotte Running Company. Mm -hmm. And they were, uh, when I came to town, I was training with a bunch of people riding bikes and running. I tried to kind of dive into the triathlon world because I'd been in it pretty heavily with my wife and my friends over in Memphis. And I was talking to these guys and gals. And I'm like, what? why don't you guys have a triathlon team here? There's so many great triathletes and runners and swimmers and you name it. And they're like, well, nobody's, nobody's ever really organized one. So I kind of had a footprint of our triathlon team in Memphis. Uh, you might not know them or the Los Locos triathlon team over in Memphis, D.C. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know the brand totally. Yeah, Vic Perini kind of helped start that back in the day. He's a pro triathlete, good friend of mine. And then anyway, I just took that footprint and just kind of started a team with about 10, 12 people here in Charlotte. Needed a running store, needed a bike shop, needed some ancillary sponsors, locally owned businesses. We always wanted to support locally owned. And I didn't know a lot of people. and uh i said well where where people go buy running shoes and some guys actually a guy named steve Watkins said uh you probably know steve um he said hey i'm friends with scott dvorak he owns charlotte running company we can we can approach him for for uh for a running store and i know alon paltrow he owns bicycle sports so i went knocking on their door and kind of told them what mm -hmm. we were doing 
and they they were in so that kind of helped uh, springboard our triathlon team triple threat racing kind of into the community yeah we had some other sponsors you might know um elias noche and big view diner been on board since day one man yeah we are kicking it old school now aren't we <laughs> yeah yeah jrs roofing um gosh i'd have to pull out a, an old jersey um oh, yeah we man, have a lot of yeah. great local sponsors involved with the team and but at the time i went to scott and said hey we we really want a running store and kind of showed him the old los locos logos or or or, or uh, kits bike kits and triathlon kits and i was like yeah. you want to get on here and he said oh hell yeah i'll I'll take that spot right there on the front and center. It's like, all right. I was like, wow, <laughs> we're done here. But no. And uh, that's how I got to know him. Um, and then fast forward five, six months, and my company's like, you can move or you can take the severance package. And I was like, okay, I'll not moving we had just bought a house and just had our third son dc so we and we loved it here right out of the gate we didn't want to pack yeah up yeah i was like okay i got 90 days to figure out what the heck's next and if worst case is i can go back to work for this company who actually i'd worked for for almost 10 years and they were they were good to me so the door was back open with them in 90 days um in the meantime i came up with this cockamamie idea to own a running store possibly. And, uh, I, you know, I'd been in the, the Dilworth store and had shopped in there and met Scott and I had been in the promenade location mm -hmm. and it was, it was kind of, it was a little barren. Now you walk in, you, you know, they're open cause the doors are open, but they just didn't have a, like a full store. And, I was friends with the Fleet Feet guys over in Memphis, and I kind of... Oh, yeah. Wow, yeah. man. Those guys out there on Aaron Drive, man. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, they have moved, and I can't remember the original owner over there, but Eric Flanders and Robin Flanders own it now, but uh, there was a British guy, I believe, that owned it probably back, back in the day, day, man. Totally. Yep. So I kind of, you know... Bugged those guys, bugged, bugged the kind of breakaway running guys just to see what it was like mm -hmm. to own a store. Could I even do it? You know, zero retail experience, but a lot of sales experience. And, you know, in my mind, I was like, I'll make this work no matter what. My wife's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Jen was like, we, we need a business plan here. <laughs> I know you work hard, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to sell anything. So I, what... What ended up kind of being a pain in the in the butt of not the purchase of the store, but getting the lease turned over to me when Scott and I kind of came to an agreement mm -hmm. and he was interested in selling the store uh, was the fact I had about nine months to kind of inundate myself into the retail world by one, running the store before I owned it and two, just kind of learn everything I could about how to run a small business and you know scott was the guy that kind of showed me how to do it and you know the rest is history i just tried to get involved and be in the running community as much as possible and the triathlon team you know helped with that yeah you know, i had kind of a pool mm -hmm. of like 20 people that said yeah we'll support 
your store, even though a lot of them were already shopping at the stores and just kind of grew it from there, started trying to uh, just volunteer at different running groups, let me run. I think I've coached there for 20 seasons and then cross country for youth. I've helped out mm-hmm. there at Carmel Middle School. Um, that's been, that's been really fun and, and still do it. Uh, it's, 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 it's what it's about is, you know, connecting your store to the community as you know. So that's kind of it in a nutshell with a lot of stuff that happened in between all that. <laughs> yeah, man. That was, it's uh, <laughs> that's 14 years ago. Uh, four, we moved here. Yeah. 14 years ago, DC. It's amazing. Oh my gosh. And it seems like at the same time, all those data points and it still feels like yesterday, right? They do. I mean, yeah, you said we just, yeah, we met at the wire at the aquatic center. That was 14 years ago. I think I met you really in 2008 when I, when I moved to town and yeah, it, it does seem like it's just yesterday. Um, and we're still, just, and we're still as good looking now as we were then. I mean, <laughs> well, nobody can see me. So that's a good thing. They, they can see you and you got the, kicking grizzly adams beard i love and, uh, i could never grow that but yeah just a lot of grinding over the over the years of selling and 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 you know yep. work working out is a passion so just like you yeah. you know we love doing that so which always begs a question right it's like you know retail is not you know a set it and forget it type thing and i know that you've got you know you know some hands and feet and what Jen's doing as well. Your wife over at start to finish uh, you're coaching and you've got your own kids as well. So it's like, where do you find the time to get this training done to, to compete, right? Not just to, you know, run around the block, not that there's anything wrong with that, but where do you find, not find, how do you make the time to get that done, brother? Well, I always say there's uh, you know, there's 24 hours in a day. Yep. And- you know, over when the kids were younger, there was a um, there was a lot of workouts um, that happened when the kids were not awake. Right? They call it, what sure, they call it? Yeah. invisible workouts. You don't mm. none, none of it affects the family. Yep. So um, a lot of that was you know whatever five five thirty in the morning swimming, riding a trainer, which I will not try to ever do again in my life. Um, but riding, a trainer, um, riding in the dark on trails in Memphis on the Wolf River trails, as you well know, oh, with yeah, lights man. on. Country um, dark. Country dark. Getting man. a run in when you can. You know, a lot of times it was coming back into town from traveling around, calling on physicians and just having your stuff in the car. So you never, you know, you, you hit a run at 430 or 5 and then roll straight to the house because as you know it's you got three kids running around you can't just go home and then jump on your bike and peace out for a couple hours so no um, but now it doesn't work <laughs> no it doesn't but now um you know the stores don't open until 10 so you know i can help out with the kids in the morning and i a lot of times i either do something beforehand or jen does and i do the kids we kind of flip-flop and then yeah Maybe before the store opens, I'm, I'm lucky enough to get something in. But most of the time, it's like between when school gets out and they have some event at night or, yeah. you know, load up sure, on sure. the weekends and go ride a bike for two or three or four hours at 630 or seven in the morning. I, I don't ride an indoor trainer anymore. I know everybody's on Zwift and 
loves doing all that. I just not I like I'm with you, brother. Bike. Not this guy either. It's like, <laughs> it's like I'd rather yeah, be I outside. Wanna, <laughs> I don't I don't ride on the road as much as you know. It's it's a it's almost a death sentence out there. I hate to put it that way. I, I still do some group rides a lot of yeah. times throughout the summer on the weekends with buddies. Mm-hmm. There's six or eight or ten of us that'll go down to you know South Carolina from, from Charlotte and get in a, a you know a good 50, 60, 70 mile ride. But yeah. the last three years it's mainly been mountain bike. And as you know from where we live, I know we live somewhere in the same neck of the woods. I can ride from my house to the backyard trails at backyard trails when they're open or park road park mm-hmm. and ride yeah. home i did it last night i got hour and 20 minute ride in probably was on about five miles worth of trails and about 15 miles worth of road and got something in you know yeah, totally man yeah so just try to squeeze it in whenever possible you know jen's trying to get her workouts in too so we just we try to make it work and you know, I've worked out just like you so much over the years. If I have to miss something, who cares? Like, I'm not going to miss my kids' games, lacrosse game yeah. or dive meet or rugby game or lacrosse, wrestling, whatever. I'll never miss that for, you know, a workout. It's not going to happen. So, oh, yeah. but it can, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, it's all about that balance, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, that's exactly what it is. And just trying to find the right balance and, yeah. You know, once you get to a certain level of fitness, if you, you can kind of what I've been able to do over the years is just maintain a decent level of fitness, maybe training 10 to 12 hours a week. And then when there's an important race coming up for about six, eight weeks, you can bump that up to like, you know, 15, 16 hours a week. And be ready to roll. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, I had that's, a I had a guy uh, several years ago. This is probably about ten years ago, and he was about you know, six, eight, ten years older than than you and I. And he said similarly uh, applicable logic, where it's like, you know what? I just want to be in the proper shape to where if somebody said, "Hey, do you want to ride, run, climb, whatever?" I could be ready to go. I'm like, that's actually. <laughs> Uh, no, a, that's actually I, pretty dang good logic. Man. I like, <laughs> I agree. I subscribe to that one hundred percent. And uh, I I joke around with a you know a bunch of group of friends that we train mm. with, and I'm always like, if you never get out of shape, then you never have to get back in shape. Just stay in some kind of shape, even if it's minimal. You know, get whatever. Yeah, get yeah, on yeah. your bike two times a week. Run twice yeah. a week. You know, skip the pool if you have to. You know, get a lift yeah. in here and there. It's just. And that way, just like you said, somebody's like, hey, we want to go ride over at Pisgah or DuPont, do a three-hour ride. Okay, I'm in. You know, when, when are we going? Exactly, um, right? Don't have to worry about being left out in the woods somewhere. <laughs> exactly. Make sure your cell phone's charged. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, those phones don't work over there very well. <laughs> exactly, man. It's like, yeah. oh, my gosh. Too good, man. Too good. Yeah. Well, and as it relates to, you know, the whole health and all of this, uh, you know, we're, we're, I think we're probably in the, in the space now to where we can say and actually point to, uh, some for lack of a better description, silver linings in this whole, uh, last couple of years. Yeah. And I mean, certainly there've been lots of negatives. I'm not going to, you know, you know, discount that whatsoever, but there've been lots of, 
uh, as we're starting to learn some positives here. And one of them has been uh, the number of folks who over the last couple of years have come to running. And I know that's been great for, well, it's been great for the running community to get more, you know, folks in and interested and involved, but it's also been great for running retail, right? Yeah, it, it has been. And I think a couple of things that came out of the pandemic, at least in the retail world, mm-hmm. the running world is really what I know. I know very little about, maybe a little bit about biking, um, only because I talked to, you know, Ben up at Bicycle Sport. He kind of, yeah. he and I sit down once in a while and share some uh, some stories. Um, but I think people having so much time when the pandemic hit, like you didn't have that water cooler talk at the office where you probably wasted a couple hours a day, you know, chit-chatting or moving around, you know, you were at home, people could get eight hours worth of work done in four or five hours. And they're like, Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Hell, I'm going to get fit again. And, <laughs> you know, people started hitting the local running stores yep. and which is great for, for yeah. all the, all the local running stores. Um, I hope I don't, I don't, I can't speak for all of them. Um, but, um, they also, I think what helped us is people wanted to support local. Um, I I know that ordering something from Amazon or somewhere else, or, you know, one of the, one of the footwear vendors or somewhere else, you know, you can go on there to, to their B2C site and order a pair of shoes and, you know, it's got to get in a box and on a truck and on a plane and to town and on a truck and back, you know, to your house. And yeah, that all kind of happens in our store also. But I think people just started seeing like, hey, we got to We got to help these, you know, the locally owned businesses, just like we wanted to support the locally owned restaurants. So we were, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. carry out a couple times a week. And um, but and people. I was getting texts from people I didn't even know, but I told my friends that anybody looking for shoes, give my number out. And I was getting texts from people I've never met before. Like, Hey, I heard you own a running store. Can you help me out? And and we were servicing people, like you said, that maybe hadn't worked out in three, four or five years. And um, that they, that helped get people back quote in our doors, even when they couldn't come in our doors. Yeah, I think yeah. that's it. I think it's a it's been a great opportunity to, you know, to expand that uh, that local running network and you know and hopefully you know folks will will stick with it, man. Hopefully, folks will adopt that as part of their cloth and say, you know what, I kind of like like you talked about earlier, being in you know even if it's just you know better shape than they were just two years ago, right? It's good stuff. Yeah, man. you don't have to be in race like you know we kind of joke about hey if somebody says let's go get a ride in or a run in or a race in this weekend, you don't, you know, like you said, just, just being fit or getting out and walking. I don't mean just, I mean, it's yeah. people need good shoes, no matter if they're walking twice a week or running a hundred miles a week. It, all yep. those people need good shoes and yeah, they all come in our store, you know, probably 25% of the people that come in our doors don't even run DC, but they need really good shoes mm-hmm. for walking for running, for fitness classes, for the gym. Um, mm-hmm. Those are people that we service every day. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. That's good stuff. Now, yeah. tell me what you've got coming up here on your calendar, man. Yeah, uh, well, 
I've gotten back into the uh, the off-road triathlon scene you mentioned earlier. Yeah. The last three years, I, I used to do it about 20 years ago when I lived in Memphis. I did. Mm -hmm. We do on-road and then the Xterra stuff launched in the mid-90s and we yeah. got into that and I loved that. And then went over to, I think I went over to Hawaii like three times and raced the Xterra mm -hmm. in Maui and then kind of just, I moved here and got off the mountain bike for quite a while and then got back on the road and then have since in the last four years gotten back on the mountain bike. What I'm trying to get at is pretty much just looking at, you know, a lot of whatever I can fit in off-road triathlon wise, which I've done the last couple of years there. Yeah. There's a race we've done in Alabama down in, uh, you might've been there before. Oak Mountain State Park is a. Yeah, totally. I've run out yeah, there. Really yeah. fun race. And for some reason, Xterra is not holding it this year. So that's going to leave a void in the, mm -hmm. uh, in the May schedule, but there's, there's an off-road try in Myrtle beach. There's one at the whitewater center in April Myrtle mm -hmm. beach, I think is May 1st. Uh, might do one up in Maryland in the summer. Um, my, my brother and sister-in-law live in Southern California. I'm going to try to hit a race out there in September. Nice. And then I was honestly was hoping DC to, to go back and race in Hawaii again. And I'll be damned if Xterra didn't, move that world championship after 25 years you're going to have it in italy this year um that does not sound like bad news <laughs> <laughs> well you're right it's not bad news um i jen and i love maui i you know i got, I got yeah, engaged well. there we went on our honeymoon there it's kind of a special place to us not that we can't make italy a special place so right. we'll see what We'll, we'll see what happens with that. Um, yeah, I hear you. I don't know yet, but, uh, but yeah, just race around here if possible, yeah. you know, maybe jump in some running races. I haven't honestly haven't done a running race for probably three years. All, all I ever cared about is how, how well I can run off the bike, but you know, over the years I've done a lot of running races. Heck, I think, I think I might've met Tim when I, first moved here i used to try to run the charlotte half every year and I oh wow yeah 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 great great fun event always try to be involved with that and one year i led the i think the marathoners the, the i think the woman top woman or man on the bike i did the bike out there one year so worst there case is go. i'd like to get back out there and if not run it maybe uh maybe help with a bike lead well i'm certain we can make that work brother i'm certain yeah. we can make that work <laughs> well so tell us real quick before we get going here man where can we find uh the charlotte run company and where can we find you yeah we've got uh, we've got five locations um scott's got the dilworth store up on east boulevard i've got the south charlotte store down at the promenade it's at uh, providence road and valentine commons parkway we mm -hmm. just we just did a we just did an expansion. We added our old, old space. So we just added about 1,300 square feet to that store. Nice. So, yeah. Can merchandise our apparel a lot better now. Nice. And then Scott and I own a store together down in Rock Hill. We've got a like a six-mile greenway about 75 yards, 100 yards from our, from our door down there on the Catawba River. And I'm down there typically nice. every Wednesday. Right. Scott's down there on Tuesday. And then we got Jamie Davis used to shop in our promenade location. Mm -hmm. That's how I met him years ago. He owns our North yeah. stores up in uh, 
North Lake and in Mooresville. So that's pretty much where I am. You might find me on running a trail, on a mountain bike, maybe on a road bike. If you ever want to come jump yep. on a bike with me, they can, totally. they can find me through you, man. That's right. They can find you on Strava and you sneak those routes and go, man, that guy's always at the backyard trails. It's like you're getting your mail there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like that's been the case the last three years, but that's a that's a that's a hidden gem that might not be hidden. Totally anymore. is, man. Totally is. Oh, I love man. it up there. Yeah, great, great trails there. Good stuff. Well, Donnie, man, I appreciate you taking the time, brother. Again, like I said, uh, it's always a treat to talk to you. And I can't believe I hadn't seen you in real life since the summer track series, but I hope to see you out there on the trail or on the bike sometime soon, brother. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Great, great to Absolutely. catch up, DC. Let's, uh, let's cross paths soon. The Running Around Charlotte podcast is presented by the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon. One day, five events with a race day distance for every goal and pace. Registration and more information is at runcharlotte.com. This week's episode is brought to you by Pinnacle Financial Partners and Bedgear, the official pillow partner of the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon. Running Around Charlotte is produced in partnership with Well Run Media and Marketing. New episodes are available every week, anywhere you listen to podcasts.